Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here and welcome to my podcast, Show Me the Science. Now, a listener's recommendation. And I love getting recommendations, by the way. Anybody who's listening that wants to recommend a topic, and I've done about, let's say, a fifth of mine in the last sort of few have been recommended by listeners. I'm very happy to, to take requests, as it were. This is a request from a listener. It's about motion sickness. Now, whether it's because they've got a kid who got sick on a car journey, maybe, or maybe they themselves suffer from motion sickness, it's actually quite an important area of research. Now, obviously, it's a nuisance if you go on a car journey sorry, if you're sick, or if you're in a boat or a plane, it can be a nuisance, of course, especially on long-haul journeys. The slightly more serious side of it is to do with VR headsets, by the way, and more research is going into it now. We're entering into a world of virtual reality, possibly, and you've all heard of these VR headsets, I say. A huge problem is feeling sick because you trigger these motion sickness pathways when you stick the headset on. And it's more common in women than men. We'd love to know why that is, for example. Uh, But certainly if virtual reality is to make it as a thing for us all to use, the issue of motion sickness has to be addressed and can you limit it in various ways. The other thing that's one reason that it's a big interest research-wise is the plan to go back to the moon and then beyond to Mars. Motion sickness is a huge issue for people traveling in space and people on the space station. So again, if we could come up with a way to handle it, that could be very useful. And then the last reason it's quite serious is uh, things like chemotherapy can cause nausea. There's various triggers for sickness that maybe if we understand motion sickness, we might have better ways to treat nausea in, in the places that we don't want nausea to happen. And so for all those reasons, it's an area of research. And there's been a breakthrough. Hence, I'm going to tell you about and maybe that's what triggered um, the listener to recommend it and may have come across this breakthrough. Uh, and it's a very interesting breakthrough. you got to keep listening to get to the end of the podcast to find out what the breakthrough is. But let's, let's start off uh, with what it is and how do we define it. And again, regular listeners will know, science, you must define the problem and define what it is that you're working on as clearly as you can. And what motion sickness is, it's a, a sense of nausea is the key symptom due to a disconnect between the actual and the expected motion. Now, what do I mean by that? But if you're sitting in a car and you're looking at your lap or at the driver beside you and the car is moving around, your brain is saying, I'm sitting still. And yet your ears are saying, hang on a minute, that's a movement happening. And of course, we sense movement in the inner ear. That's where all the action happens. You know, you've got bones in there sloshing around, literally sloshing around. When you move your head, they move. And that gives you a sense of where you are and your sense of balance, right? If they're moving like crazy because you're getting knocked around in in the back of a car, say, or on a ship, and yet your eyes are saying, well, actually, actually, we're not moving, that disconnect is what's causing the sense of nausea. And it's very interesting as to why that would be. How did that evolve? It doesn't need any purpose, does it? And certainly when um, we evolved on the plains of Africa, there weren't any cars running at speed or boats or whatever it might be you know so therefore it's hard to understand why this is happening i'll come back to that again another little uh, sneak preview as to why we think it is but it's all about that disconnection between what your ears are telling you and what your eyes are telling you. your senses are getting jumbled up basically and then this sense of nausea emerges other symptoms a headache can happen as well cold sweats are a really interesting feature you break out in a cold sweat again why is that we don't know it's some sort of reaction again like nausea I guess it could be tied into nausea but so they're, they're the key symptoms and they can be extremely unpleasant and obviously children in particular are more prone to this as well and parents would love a way to treat it wouldn't they or stop it from happening happening. 
Um, and then some people get it really badly and it feels like death. And severe motion sickness on a boat, for example, it's a horrendous feeling. So again, it'd be useful to come up with ways to treat it. Uh, it's also been of interest, of course, to pilots on airplanes. You don't want them feeling nauseous because that might impair their performance. So again, that's been another reason for some of this research. Now, we do have treatments. Uh, if you focus on the horizon with your eyes, that can be useful. For some reason, you're now focused on something. And that seems to distract you probably as the reason. that You're still moving. And it does seem to be still because the horizon is flat and yet your inner canal and your ears are are moving around. But that focus seems to distract the brain away from the feeling of nausea. Um, Also, if you drive the car yourself, it's rare that drivers get it, actually. So again, they're concentrating on something and that seems to stop the brain from going into overdrive and driving this nausea response. So if you can distract yourself somehow, talk to someone, deep breaths can help as well, for example. So there's various behavioural things you can do. They don't really work in many people however they still have the awful nausea and that's where um, medicines come in and antihistamines they work a bit and you can get those in your pharmacy and that's because the neurotransmitter histamine in the brain seems to be triggering some of the nausea response and that was discovered empirically I guess someone tried antihistamines and that seemed to relieve some of the symptoms of course ultimately if it's really bad you can take antiemetics and if people start vomiting especially on a boat that can be dangerous because you get dehydrated so sometimes they give these drugs that can stop vomiting antiemetics they're called ondansetron is one for example and that can be used as well so there are these various treatments out there there's also this strange thing of um, a wristband putting pressure on on the wrist and that seems to work a little but there's not real evidence for that again you wonder is that just distracting you away from this but some people use that and it works fine so there are various ways to treat it and with children you can certainly get over-the-counter meds that can be beneficial now as i say the um the vr headset business i mean people are wondering should they take some of these meds to stop the um the feeling of, of nausea happening the vr headset again is a disconnect so you're, you're pretty still with the vr headset on you and yet you're seeing things that are moving all the time and again your eyes now are seeing lots of movement and yet your your ear is now not moving you know and that disconnect is the reason why they think nausea is happening there uh, your brain thinks uh, you know you're, you're you're moving and you're not is the idea there and again that gets us to what might be going on now the latest theory as to why motion sickness is happening is guess what your body thinks it's being poisoned how about that and then you begin to feel nauseous and you might start to vomit now why would that be it turns out one that this may or may not be true but it's a reasonable hypothesis your brain thinks you're hallucinating right and hallucinations are normally caused by some poison that you ingest and therefore you got to get rid of this hallucinogen as it were and, and what's going on there well again you know the hallucination process can involve sensory sensory overload and senses getting mixed up and therefore the brain now seems to know you've ingested something that's causing these responses and then you vomit now again it's not fully satisfactory as an explanation but but it's a reasonable explanation to, th- to make the brain thinks you've been poisoned and therefore you start to feel sick and there's a part of the brain called the area postrema which gets triggered and hallucinogens will affect that part of the brain so maybe it evolved as a way to get rid of poisons and then we then invent cars and ships and uh, the brain begins to think it's being poisoned and hallucinating and that may be a reason for it now what's the breakthrough well the breakthrough is researchers have found 
specific nerves in the brain that mediate motion sickness. Isn't that incredible? And in particular, these neurons in your brain that are picking up on all these signals being jumbled, as it were, they're called VGLUT2 neurons. Now there's a mouthful for you. So VGLUT2 for short. And VGLUT2 stands for vesicular glutamate transporter number two. Now, again, I bet you're wondering what the hell is this? This is a special protein marking the nerves in your brain that seem to be sensing this disturbance and causing the nausea, right? And that, that's the breakthrough. They now know the type of neuron that's firing here in the brain that's making you have the symptoms of motion sickness. And of course, what it means is, if you could target those neurons, you might stop all the motion sickness. That's the ultimate goal of this research. And it's actually very exciting because in mice, and it's in mice, not in humans yet. And as again, as you, any regular listeners will know, we often start with animal models of disease and then move into humans. Uh, you can get mice to suffer from motion sickness by moving them, just like you would in the back of a car if you're a human. And there's ways of moving mice to make, and while they're, you know, they think they're still and they aren't. They can develop the symptoms of motion sickness through movement, just like us humans. And it's been a model for a while, actually, to study this. They they lose their appetite. They have this, what's called a taste avoidance response. So things that they normally like the taste of, they find repellent, and then you know they're feeling sick, I suppose. And that model has been used for a while. They targeted the V-glute 2 neurons in those mice and guess what they didn't suffer the symptoms of motion sickness and that gives us the evidence that this vglut 2 neuronal pathway is involved and the fact that it's sensing a thing called glutamate because remember vglut 2 is the vesicular glutamate transporter 2 tells us something is to do with glutamate this neurotransmitter in the brain and of course what they're saying now is if you could target vglut 2 with a drug to block specifically that protein in the brain, it should relieve all the symptoms of motion sickness. And that's the next step in this. Now, the way the scientists showed this in mice was that a way to inactivate VGLUT2 genetically so that they could knock it out, basically, and then the mice didn't get the motion sickness. The next step is to develop a drug that would target VGLUT2, and that's where this research would go. And there are already drugs out there, actually, that might target glutamate receptors. So again, that's got real prospects there. The second thing that was really exciting, I think, was the VGLUT2 neurons connect into another thing called cholecystokinin. So in other words, they've got VGLUT2, they've also got cholecystokinin, and that's an interesting protein in the brain as well. And that's been studied for years. And that was first shown to regulate um, gastric activity. And of course, one symptom of motion sickness is disturbances in the gut. And cholecystokinin had been discovered. The name cholecyst actually tells you it's about cholic events at colic as it were in the gut you know so cholecystokinin seems to be involved in this as well and there's drugs already out there that block cholecystokinin and they're used to help with gastric problems and so therefore they're now testing these cholecystokinin antagonists to see if they will work in the mice first of all so there may well be a drug on the shelf already that could be used to treat motion sickness so we may get to a new um, treatment sooner than we think so overall the VGLU2 targeted drug or a cholecystokinin targeted drug could well treat motion sickness first of all shown in mice and then ultimately in humans so it's very interesting and of course the thing about this is those drugs wouldn't cause drowsiness they, they know this already blocking histamine as i mentioned earlier the side effect is drowsiness and that's not great especially if you have to drive the car and you've got motion sickness so therefore drugs that replace the antihistamines and more importantly work better 
because these antihistamines don't work on everybody and not everybody may have motion sickness caused by histamine. But can you imagine now for a minute if this all pans out, there will be a way to take a tablet, a medicine, that will target V-glute 2 or cholecystokinin or possibly both and then stop all motion sickness. Useful on long journeys and more importantly, I think potentially commercially for VR headsets. So before you stick on the VR headset, pop a V-glue 2 inhibitor and hey presto, off you go and you won't be feeling sick in the virtual world. And that's where this research might go. And then beyond that, by the way, another question they're asking now is, are the same neurons involved, say, in nausea caused by chemo? people on chemotherapy. There are ways to treat chemo-induced nausea already, by the way, but that might open up possibilities there. You never know. And maybe even morning sickness is another very nasty thing that can happen in a subset of women that can get really sick because of pregnancy. So again, it's opening up new avenues of research into nausea more generally. There's no evidence of these pathways in those other situations yet. But as ever with science, and you discuss, this is brand new V-glute 2. Nobody ever implicated V-glute 2 in nausea before. It'll be very interesting to see if it's involved in nausea and different contexts. You never know. Could open up all kinds of possibilities there. But at the moment, the main place we'll see the usefulness of this is in motion sickness and possibly in the context of VR headsets is where this is going to go next. So there you have it, the science of motion sickness and a big breakthrough, the discovery of V-glute 2 and cholecystokinin as being important for motion sickness that could give rise to new prevention strategies to block motion sickness. So as ever, thanks very much for listening. And of course, my podcast is available for download every Thursday and it's a News Talk production.